everyone. Welcome to the Eat, Pray, Thought podcast. I am your host, Savoy Anthony Jefferson, better known as the head doctress, better known as the number one thought ally, aka Bussiana Labasia, aka a bottom with a dream. And we would like to welcome you to episode 318. It's never too early to believe in your bussy. Um, as always, we know it's been a very long time since we recorded the podcast or since you guys have heard our lovely voices, but we are back. Um, I would say better than ever, but I'd be lying because um, I'm emotionally unstable as fuck right now. But anyways, it's not about me. It's about y'all. Shout out to the Bussy Hive. And now I'm going to introduce my lovely co-host, the Chocolate Bunny herself, Miss Amber Milan. Hey, hey. <laughs> Anytime I hear Chocolate Bunny, it really <laughs> just makes me laugh every single time. But hey, y'all, what's up? I know y'all haven't heard me in a while. Um, what's good? It's your girl, Amber, a.k.a. Emo Black Girl, a.k.a. Annie Depressant, a.k.a. No Justice, No Peace, Fuck These Racist Ass Police. Oh, a word. Um, so yeah, so you know, it's been a while. I can't actually remember the last time. I think it was March. Um, it's almost actually it's the first day of June. Um, so happy Pride um, Month, y'all. Shout out to y'all. Love you. Shout out to y'all. Um, to us, I guess, because I'm gay. Uh, <laughs> Amber, how you been? What's been going on? Um, whoo. Okay. So it feels like a lot has been happening and nothing has been happening at all, but, um, you know, coronavirus, uh, has been a lot. And I feel like just as I, I was, um, getting used to, I guess like Corona and getting in the swing of things, like I have been like getting really into like skincare, Please make sure to wear SPF on my black folks, please. Um, and then um, I also have been just buying a lot of makeup. I think I'm like Fenty Beauty in this bitch or some shit. Like, I'm, <laughs> don't be surprised if I come out with like <laughs> a YouTube <laughs> of me doing makeup. Um, Cause that's literally all that like really brings me joy. I've also been like jumping rope, which has been really good. Um, it's very hard. It's a very, very hard workout, but um, I've been doing pretty well with that. And um, yeah, I'm, and then after Corona, I mean, we're still in Corona, but like with all the police deaths that are happening, it's just been like really, really, really tough emotionally mentally, physically, even that shit can permeate um, in the physical. So uh, I just wanted to just send love to anyone who's like hurting right now, to anyone who feels hopeless right now, to all our, you know, queer and trans brothers and sisters who feel like I want to fight too, but nobody's fighting for me. Um, I see you, I love you, and we're going to get through this together, y'all. I know we will. So that's all I have to say. I just, um, and I also, um, justice for Tony McDade and also justice for Breonna Taylor. We don't say those two names enough. Um, and I know that there's more names, um, but we, I just really want to um, uplift a lot of our queer trans and um, our cis women, so. Shout out to y'all. I love, I love y'all. Amen. 
Um, yeah. How you feeling, Savoy? Woo. Jesus, you know I'm here. I'm queer. <laughs> heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, um, I'm just trying to take it day by day. And when I can't take it day by day, I take it hour by hour. Mm-hmm. Minute by minute. Um, oh yeah. um, I think for me, the biggest thing is trying to figure out, because I don't necessarily think I'm a protester, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. I've done it before, but it just didn't really, I didn't feel connected to the experience or feel like I was personally making a difference. So I think for me, I've been just trying to figure out what exactly does my form of activism look like and how can I affect change on my own? Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that's been, but also still trying to take care of myself mentally um, so that I don't fucking go completely crazy because um, Corona has not been good for me. Um She's an ugly, messy bitch who lives for drama. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. You know, I think um, I just kind of wanted, to, I guess for me, I really wanted to, you know, do an episode just because I know that like there's so much kind of going on. And I feel like we need as many little moments of peace or little moments of like sunshine a.k.a. ignorance as possible because we're going to bring the ignorance as always. So That's all we know how to do, you know? <laughs> that's why I was going to do that anyways because that's just... <laughs> ah, 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 I was going to do that anyway because that's just what I know how to do. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to, to say that. Um, also, justice for Nina Pop because... Um, another trans woman um, affected by mm-hmm. brutality. So, um, yeah. Um, and um, I think that's it. That's all I got. So, I guess we should introduce our guest or whatever. Ew. Ew, ew, ew. Um, once again, this is episode 318. Just for y'all who, who might be, you know, joining in. <laughs> Um, but anyways, our guest is a social media extraordinary interviewer who has worked with such popular media brands as The Root and BET. Most importantly, he has interviewed the one and only Queen, Rihanna. Um, his name is Corey P. Thompson. Townsend. Sorry, Corey P. Townsend. Ooh, child, why am I always messing up? Anyways, um, Bootsy High, please welcome Corey. Ow! Hey y'all, how are you? You know, we're here. <laughs> you know, we're present. We're present and accounted for because what else are we going to be? Exactly. exactly. Ain't nowhere else to go. <laughs> Come on. Not now. a damn place. No, place. Outside is Not in New York. Oh no, we're on punishment. Outside is closed. No. Come on, outside is closed. We on punishment. Um, so, Corey, how are you? Um, today I'm actually really good. Surprisingly, today is one of the first actual, uh, like not a like a good eighty five percent positive day that I've had. Like for the past couple of weeks, I have been crying like it's no tomorrow, which basically means I'm really hydrated. So okay, <laughs> I mean you know all the tears are flowing, so I'm drinking all my water, so something's coming out of this. 
So outside of that, today's been a really good day. So I'm trying to lean into that and Come take on. that where it takes me. All right. Anything you would like the Bussy Hive to know about you? Any little known facts? Um, a little known fact. You know, not really. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty much an open book. Like, there's nothing that I keep really... I'm, well, I'm, I'm lying like shit. I'm a private person. <laughs> I'm extremely private, and you know what I want you to know. So if you don't know it, you probably don't need to know it. Okay. What's your sign? I'm Sagittarius. Hmm. The best sign. Damn, I love y'all. Aren't we great? Like, people clown us so hard, but we're usually the first person people call for advice, to turn up, to ride a getaway car, to have fun. Like, we are that person in your life. And people just, you know, they like to block their blessings. I love Sagittarius. Y'all are really the most fun sign, in my opinion. You know... You don't speak lies. <laughs> I can't say I've had the same experience. Um, oh, ooh, hurt people, hurt people. I just hate people. Hurt people, hurt people. Let that hate out your heart, sis. Let that hate out you your heart. You know, I love, I love my Sages. Let me be clear. My oldest niece, my mother, both Sages. You know, wonderful people. Um, they just got a lot going on sometimes. Love them to death, though. Um, that is actually very true about a Sag, though. <laughs> y'all do have you a know, lot again, y'all, y'all are not liars. Y'all are not liars. Come on. And my Leo ass likes mess and drama, so that's why. <laughs> oh, that's why you love us. I, no, I get it. That's my, why mom's I love <laughs> my mom's a Leo, and growing up with a Leo and a Sag in the same house, my God. Woo. I'm happy, I'm, I'm happy I made it out because it was touch and go. It was very touch and go. <laughs> oh, come on, touch and go. <laughs> very touch and go. No, because it got to a point where I was getting to an age, like I remember this vividly, like I was spray painting in the house and my mother hated me spray painting. And I was like painting and doing whatever. My sister was helping me. And my mother's Jamaican, you know, she wasn't with the shits. And she like was really upset. And she like grabbed my sister and like, had some words, then she picked up a broomstick, and I was I, got, I was at an age, I was like, oh, absolutely not. We're not about to use no broomsticks. I got a broomstick, too. So we're out here in these in the house, sword fighting with broomsticks, like I'm Zena and she's Kalisto, and I'm, like, fighting for my life, and it got to a point where she was winning. So I threw the broomstick down and ran. She grabbed a spray starch bottle. I cut a corner. She threw the bottle. No lie, the bottle flipped the corner, hit me in the ankle, and I fell. And she stood over me like she won a victory. I'm shook. <laughs> Girl, me, I was too. I was on the floor. I was like Kelly in the video. I was on the floor. There were no keys. It was, mm. Mm, my God. <laughs> Not Kelly in the video. Ooh. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, all right. Um, as always, we're fighting with brooms. <laughs> Listen, it was a Jamaican household. With a Jamaican household, anything went. And I, I was at the age where I was like, I'm not about to get hit with a broom, so I need to defend myself. So I, we were going back and forth with these brooms. And to this day, she says I'm lying when I tell the story. I'm like, okay, girl. <laughs> Just like a Leo in denial, child. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so boy, you wanted to continue going on. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. I thought I just the idea of fighting with a broom. I thought things like that only happened in jail. But anyways, I'm gonna keep going. Um, you know, again, Jamaican household. <laughs> Didn't they do that on Empire? Didn't uh, Cookie beat up? <laughs> Listen, Lee Daniels did not write my childhood. Let's stop there now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> As always, we start with Bussy Pep Talks, which is one reason why Amber, myself, and the guests are proud of ourselves or love ourselves for the week. Um, so, Corey, you are the guest. What is your Bussy Pep Talk for the week? Why are you proud of yourself? Or why do you love yourself for this week or for the past week? I love myself for this week and the past week. And this is going to sound real generic, but because I'm Black, because I cannot imagine being any other race under the sun. Like, we are rooted in so much resilience and joy, and no matter how dark shit is for us, like, no matter if life gives us lemons, we will make lemonade and find a bitch who life gave tequila and have a party and just enjoy each other unapologetically and just unabashedly just who we are. And it's just beautiful. I'm just proud to be Black. I'm proud to be a part of such... A resilient culture. Period. Period. Oh. Pooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amber, what's your pussy talk? Ooh, I gotta go after that. Um, <laughs> I'm real. I'm. I'm really grateful um, that I have been able to like stay connected um, with like friends and family, especially like during Corona and during this time. Um, so it's been like very, very helpful for me. And that's what I, that's why I'm like really just proud of myself. Cause sometimes like I isolate and like, I feel like one, <laughs> I was talking to one of my friends and I was, um, we were talking about like superpowers and trying to use like your flaws as like a superpower. And I was like, I don't know if my depression is a superpower yet. But I do know that one thing that I am grateful for is like depression prepared me the fuck for like staying in the house for <laughs> forever. So, um, so yeah, I'm proud of myself. I'm just proud of myself. <laughs> Girl, I'm proud of you too. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. Um, my Bussy Pep Talk is, I think I've just been doing a really great job of like showing showing up for myself um, and really trying to do the best to like see myself. I think a lot of times I ask for others to see me or to validate me. And I've been do, trying to, especially in this quarantine, to do a better job at validating myself and really just seeing myself and acknowledging my own worth as well as acknowledging my growth and my flaws um, for better or for worse. So... That is pretty much that's that's you know that's that's growth for me, um, Kelly Hand, and <laughs> yeah, all right. So, listen, listen, don't get me started. The only bright spot in this whole <laughs> bullshit ass motherfucking pandemic has been insecure. Okay, the only thing. Give Issa Pulitzer something. Like my God. Give give her give her everything. Okay. Um, although I'm by the way, I am Team Nathan. I don't know about y'all. 
Um, I want to be clear about my intentions. Um, oh, I'm, you know what? I can sit with you because I feel like the Lawrence Hive is the size of me. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I turned it off. See, I told you, you mentioned the name Lawrence and shit goes awry. Um, <laughs> nope. See, that's a sign from the Lord. No, but I feel like the Lawrence Hive is comprised of men who pronounce the L in salmon. And I just feel like that's not my tribe. What? <laughs> not my tribe. It's not my people. So I am team everybody except for Lawrence. Although Lawrence is fine as hell. Lawrence is fine as hell. And he has an ass that like, my God. Mm. Y'all tripping. I'm not team Nathan at all. He can go. I'm definitely, I don't know. I'm definitely not Lawrence Hive because Lawrence Hive, you're right, is gross. Um, but I am team Issa and Lawrence. Always have, always will be. And to me, that last episode proved it. Well, they look good together, right? They're like aesthetically pleasing together. They've both grown. Lawrence finally has stable income because God knows we didn't think that was going to happen. Ooh, child. And they have like a good like rapport with each other, which I don't think that you see often. Like they get each other's little corny ass jokes and, you know, they feel like they can be themselves around each other. I like it. I'm bored. But I feel Nathan like there's still got something I want to do. Like I feel like their sex isn't like, like I've seen like all the sex scenes Lawrence have been in, all the sex scenes Issa has been in, like it didn't translate in that last episode because like Lawrence be knocking down, like knocking down the walls of Jericho. And in this last episode, those pumps were not what the people needed. Like he was given like, and I was expecting, I, you just, it didn't give it to me. It didn't give it to me. I agree. I agree with you. Cause I was like, I needed to see some fucking, okay. Not this making love. Okay. We in a, a pandemic. I need to see like porn. Okay. The folks, I, this is HBO. Like, okay. I'm down with both of y'all. I'm mad y'all mad because these motherfuckers made love instead of just fuck. <laughs> I need to see some dick. Okay, you can show dick on HBO. Yeah. A, like, a, j- 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 like just the head, just a tip. Mm-hmm. Just a tip. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to see Jay Ellis's penis. And I that's just... you know, again, you like to block your blessing, and that's fine. <laughs> I'm not in the company of that. You know what? Jay Ellis just don't do it for me. Nice, very nice man, but he just don't do nothing for my pussy. But you know, I don't I'm, know why you. I don't know why my man would do anything for you. But okay, you know what? And you can have him. I don't. <laughs> want him. Okay, okay, Brandon. You can have him. All right. Um, I like. Anyways, um, <laughs> so we're gonna jump. <laughs> so we're gonna jump into the actual show now. As we um, for those who may be new to the podcast, we go in order: eat, pray, thought. So we're gonna start with eat. Corey, are you ready? Let's go. All right, let's do it. If your love language was a food or meal, what would it be? So my number one love language is quality time, right? And the first thing that came to mind when you asked that was a buffet. Because a buffet has endless options and you have to spend time getting to know what you want, how you want to present it, and how you want it to look. So I feel like my food would be a whole entire buffet because I'm a lot to handle. I'm not meant for every bitch. Everything that's in me ain't meant for everybody. It's like a buffet. Every single option in the buffet ain't meant for you. Every single thing that's inside of me ain't meant for you. Some people can get it. Some people can't. 
So I will say I'm a buffet. Final answer. Come on, a buffet. All right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, one dish that you have perfected while in quarantine. Girl, no. Um, absolutely not. <laughs> um, I was talking to my best friend about this several times, every single day, actually, because I have actually not really cooked this pandemic because I got, like, the first two weeks, I was, like, actively cooking, making my little juice, you know, doing my little meal prep. But then I got tired of eating my own food. So ever since, like, this third week of March, me and Uber Eats have, like, formed this really strong relationship. And it has been by my side this entire pandemic. So that is the one meal that I perfected ordering on Uber Eats. We love to see it, honestly. Um, shout out. I would like to personally shout out DoorDash drivers because I don't, I don't know what DoorDash does when they hire their drivers, but I've had some fine ass DoorDash drivers. Like, so I need to download DoorDash. Okay, heard yes, you. Yes, DoorDash. Like, they be give you body. They give you nicer cars. I'm like, oh, you got a, you got a Mercedes. Come on, a car. All my people are on bicycles. See, well, look, see, see. favorite never been fair. <laughs> My favorite ain't never been fair. <laughs> um, so since you are an Uber East individual, um, what was the last restaurant you ordered from and why? So the last restaurant I ordered from was Caribbean Star because I'm Jamaican and duh. Um, and it's also a black business. So, I mean, I feel like I'm stimulating the economy, giving back to the community and also feeding my fat ass. So Caribbean star, I've, their oxtail is really great. Their curry chicken is amazing. That is actually all I've had from them this whole time because you can't eat everybody's goat. And I don't feel like spending money on like an experiment because goat isn't really cheap. So yeah, Caribbean star for the win. Okay. Come on, Caribbean star. Um, so you make a romantic meal for Bay. What songs, artists, or albums are you listening to to prepare the meal as well as, um, to prepare the meal as well as playing softly during the meal? So to prepare the meal, I like to dance when I cook. Cause I feel like if you don't dance when you cook, your food doesn't taste good. So I'm probably going to put on something that I want to move to. Like, I don't know. Bobby Brown, TLC, stuff like that. Like, and like during the meal, I'm trying to think, what would I have playing in the background during the meal? Like, I know I can't play Janet Jackson, would you mind? But I would love to play that during my meal. Because if I'm cooking for you and you're in my house, nine times out of ten, we're going to fuck afterwards. So I feel like playing that would actually be applicable. Because like, Everyone doesn't get a meal at your house, right? Like, I remember a friend, when I first moved to D.C., she told me that everyone isn't worthy of your cooking. So it's going to take you a minute to get to my house. So if you're in my house and I'm actively cooking for you, spend money buying you food and making it for you, I'm getting some dick afterwards. So actually, Janet Jackson, would you mind, wouldn't be a bad song to play in the background. Some Sade, a little bit of LSG, some 112. I would never play Jagged Edge because I don't like them at all. Um, because I never understood how four men are in like one part harmony. It just always bothered me. <laughs> it just it just didn't sit right with my spirit. 
it just it just didn't surround my spirit. So yeah, I would play some Sade, some Janice, some TLC, LSG, one twelve. First of all, can we just discuss the fact that LSG? Girl, don't act oh, like Gerald yeah, LeVert did not sing to your draws. Because Gerald LeVert could still get it if he was with us right now. R.I.P. homie. Wait, for real? Gerald? I'm sorry. Gerald could have gotten it. I don't know what it was. I don't know okay. if Gerald's swag. Because, you know, Gerald is not like my typical guy that I would date. But I don't know. Something Ooh. about Gerald LeVert. I don't know if it was that beard or was that good hairline or if it was like the oversized shirts he would wear. I don't know what it was about Gerald, but my God. Gerald did, you know, Gerald did look like in his younger days he had that good thing. I, I feel like Gerald could eat in more ways than one. Like, I really feel like Gerald could do what he needs to do. Amen. He, he do have some nice lips, but I really want to fuck Keith Sweat today. Mmm. You know, Currently. I would ask to watch because I feel like that would be entertaining. I'm not even gonna hold you. Because I feel like you know I feel like Keith Sweat would like make love to you, but also fuck you at the same time. Like I feel like he's an ambidextrous Ooh. lover. Like mm-hmm. I feel like he'll go back and forth in between like the motions and take you on a ride. And oh my god. Mm-hmm. I don't think he. <laughs> um, name one artist or celebrity you know in your heart throws down in the kitchen. This is generic as fuck, but I feel like Patty LaBelle. I just feel like Patty LaBelle can make some really good ass yams. Like I just feel like Patty can candy the fuck out of some yams. Before she passed, I feel like Aretha could make a really good Cornish hen. I don't know why, but I just really feel like Cornish hen was her ministry. But yeah, Aretha and Patty, granted, you know, Aretha and Patty, but I feel like they both could give me what I needed during Thanksgiving. Like, I don't think I'll trust Patty's mac and cheese, but I know I trust Aretha's, and I know Patty can make some greens. Yep, I would agree with that. Why you don't trust Patty's mac and cheese? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Patty is like one of those aunties that will, like, try some new shit she saw on, like, TV or, like, YouTube or Instagram and then fuck around and put, like, I don't know, a raisin in my mac and cheese because she saw it on the television because she wanted to see how it's going to turn out. Like, I feel like she's an experimental cooker. Okay. All right. And I feel like she's going to put some shit in my macaroni and cheese that I might not like. Love Patty to death, though, but she's a candid ham, a candy, a candied yam kind of girl to me. Okay. Amber, who you, who you got? For my one celebrity or artist, damn, I didn't even think about this question. Um, I'm guessing you thought about the question, Savoy. No, so. I'm just setting you up. He's setting you up. <laughs> no, I'm like, I don't know. Really He's like, oh, what's your answer? I can shut up. No, I was just thinking like, so. <laughs> I wouldn't think about this. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I wasn't okay. thinking about this. Who? The first person that comes in my head is Tia Maori and I don't even think she can cook. Can she? Yeah, she Tia Maori? She got her own cooking show. Sister, I sister? know, but can she for real cook? You know what? Yeah, sister, sister. Yeah, fool be looking That's good. That's the first person I thought of. I, I know she has like a cookbook and all that stuff, but you know, I ain't eat it. That's the first person I thought of. Okay. I love What about I, you? Shout out to Tia. I mean, look, she done kept a man for 20 years. He he seems to be gaining weight, so in a good way. Skinny <laughs> um, as he was when they first started dating, so <laughs> right. 
Um, I don't know why, but Jill Scott. Oh, grits. Grits. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jill definitely can cook. I feel Jill can cook. Like, I inspire to have the kind of sex Jill sings about. Don't we all? Mm. Like, um, I feel she can throw down in the bedroom and the kitchen. Come on. Cook you a nice grilled cheese after fucking. Okay. Oh, baby, because I can't eat it before. Facts. Facts. <laughs> no dairy. No, no, no. Not on this. No. <laughs> Gotta know your limits. Listen, know your lane because Picasso was not me. Okay. Duh. Anyways, complete this sentence. If I never eat blank, it will be too soon. Okra. I hate okra. What a fiery passion. I feel like okra, candy corn, all of that should be grits. I know y'all all have your thing about grits, and I know it's like a staple in like American culture, but I can never eat that again. I tried it once. It was very grainy. was not a fan. Mm-mm. No, grits. Grits, okra, and candy corn. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Listen, it's fine. It's okay. You know, I know candy corn's fucking disgusting. All right. We all know that. That's a disgusting ass thing. Okra, I don't agree with, but I understand where you're coming from. And every single Jamaican I know don't like grits, but y'all be eating porridge. And I don't know what. Oh, porridge down, bitch. Go lock some three beers in this motherfucker. (laughs) No problem. A cornmeal porridge? What the little food color make it pink? What? Listen. Mm. First of all, what is in porridge? Like, you know, I feel like I know the answer to this. I feel like it's oatmeal, not oatmeal, um, cornmeal. Um, that's all I got. Cornmeal. Final answer. I'm sorry. I've I've never made porridge a day in my life. I can Google and let you know though. <laughs> come on, come on. I have the internet. I can let you know in come like. On. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let's Google. Oh, like cooking oats with water or milk. That feels wrong. No, that's wrong. I don't trust this. Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's it's not the point. It's cream of wheat. That, I refuse. No. Mm-mm. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. I rebuke that. That's a, that's a lie from the pits of hell. Mm-mm. No, absolutely not. We're not going to go there. Woo. All right. What are your top five seasonings? My top five seasonings, um, curry, obviously Jamaican, mm. allspice, pepper, obviously, garlic pepper, garlic powder, anything with fucking garlic. Garlic needs to be in everything. Sasson mm-hmm. mm. and basil. I love basil. My mama dates a man named Basil, but he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to your mama, okay? <laughs> no, we are not going to shout her out for this man, but nonetheless. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, well, fuck Basil. <laughs> basil. Fuck Basil. <laughs> don't say his name right. He don't deserve that. <laughs> I, 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 don't say his name right. He don't <laughs> all right. All right. Um, we are going to go into pray now. Amen. <laughs> We start praying the same way every single time, never changes. What is your passion? My passion, to be happy. 
I'm very passionate about the pursuit of my happiness because I feel like that's a journey that we're constantly trying to be on. And I really have people say happiness is a choice that you just wake up one day and are automatically happy and not realizing that shit is a choice that you have to make every single day. And it's a journey. And I have fallen several times. Child just got up today. Um, and yeah. Listen, a saint is just a bottom who fell down and got up again. <laughs> I'm sorry. A saint is just a bottom who fell down. Listen, something was down and he fell and he got back up. It wasn't, whoop, whoop, nope, can't do it. Just I... give it, nope. Mm-hmm. A saint is just a bottom. Anyway. A saint is just a bottom who fell down. Stop singing about me, girl. Stop singing about me. And got up. Something went up. Get back up again. <laughs> <laughs> Get back up again. <laughs> One of my favorite episodes of Girlfriends, okay? That's an episode right there. Episode, okay? Um, so what made you want to go into journalism slash social media? Um, so I majored in radio and TV broadcasting and communications. I wanted to be on radio originally. Like my dream used to be to intern for Wendy Williams, intern with, intern with Wendy Williams, go get my own radio show, XYZ. Life didn't work out that way. And after I graduated, I had like a whole bunch of odd and freelance jobs in communications. And one of the jobs, I was a communications director and one of the requirements was to manage their social media channels. And during the interview, they asked me if I had experience with social media. And I was like, yeah, of course. I use Facebook every day. Girl, don't you all, don't we all? So I lied and I got on social media that way. And I just kept on honing those skills and kept on getting jobs in regards to that. And the way I ended up in this job where I'm at currently, I was unemployed. And I've been writing for, I've been freelance writing for a while. And one of my friends told me that The Root was doing a Facebook Live. And I was unemployed. I was depressed. And I wasn't going to go. And my sister was like, you ain't got shit else to do. You might as well go. You might as well do this Facebook Live. And Danielle Young was hosting it. This was like 2015, I want to say. Either 2015, 2016, one of those years. And I went, and after the Facebook Live was done, I basically asked, not in these words, but I was like, are y'all niggas hiring? She was like, yeah, we're hiring. I was like, what are you guys hiring for? She was like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I do social media. And she was like, oh, we just let go our social media editor and we're actually looking. So I applied for the job. I stalked Danielle Belton for a good three weeks until she told me yes. And here we are today. So basically, I stalked my way into my current job. Look, in New York, if you don't stalk your employer, you won't get a job. So That's so real. Listen, because it was giving, oh, we'll get back to you. We'll let you know. And it was the funny thing is I was freelance. I got a freelance job and it was in the same building where the route used to be. And it was like three floors down. And I would like email her and I was like, hey, girl, um, working upstairs. Want to go to lunch? Let's hang out. I would like pop up randomly until I actually got the job. So she had no choice at that time. Come on. <laughs> we love to see it. 
Yeah, we do. Um, okay, so I know we've talked a little bit about you know what's going on um, earlier, but as a journalist, how do you maintain self care while covering a lot of like systemic issues and especially things that are going on in your own community? Um, it's hard, right? It's extremely hard and it's extremely taxing, especially when you work in social. Because my job, I cover entertainment when I write or when I do interviews, but when I'm doing social, I'm encompassing everything from politics to social justice to entertainment. Everything we write about, I basically have to ingest or read. So it's very hard to continuously process and deal with all of those things. I don't want to say I've become numb to it, but you have to get to a point where you kind of are desensitized because it's so much, but after a while, it gets to be overwhelming. Like this previous week, I had a call with our EIC and she asked me how I was doing. And I feel like my body was like showtime and I just started bawling. Mm-hmm. Like I gave like an Oscar worthy performance because it got to the point where every day I was reading about some kind of black death. And at the root, I'm lucky to be around like everyone is black. So like everyone gets your struggle. They see what you're going through, they understand. And I, I realized that it's a privilege that everyone doesn't have. So when I started bawling and breaking down, she basically was like, you need to take some time off because I really take time off. So that's one of the things that I can do better in maintaining my self-care. And during this quarantine, I realized that all my self-care is attached to the outside. Like, I like getting my hair cut. I like getting my nails done, massages, going for outdoor activities with friends, doing things in the outside. So I'm currently, it's a journey right now. Like I'm currently trying to figure out what my self-care looks like during quarantine. And it's been three months. I ain't figured that shit out yet. So again, <laughs> life is a journey. We still trying to figure out how that goes. But the best way I can deal with all of the stuff that's happening in the news is also being proactive with using my voice and my platform to actually remind people that there's also like, positives with being black currently because when this first happened when this first well this most recent wave of black death happened with us i decided to not post like i posted about it because it was like news but i shifted more towards the positive like i posted my angelou's um still i rise poem i posted about a black family being happy and positive like i posted like different images to remind people that this is not all that we encompass. Like we're more than just police brutality. We're more than just racism. So that's another, that's one way I definitely do cope with it by reminding our audience and myself that being black goes further than racism, further than the police brutality, further than the history of pain, wrath with tears and blood and all that jazz. Like there's so much beauty in being black. And that is one definite way that I deal with this. Ooh, I feel you. That was a lot, girl. I know, right? My it bad. was a lot. It was. A lot. I was like, I need to take that in. And then I also thought of Tina Knowles. You know, when you said, "There's so much beauty in blackness." <laughs> wasn't that just? Wasn't that whole little monologue amazing? Uh, loved it. Loved. Like it. they want us to hate ourselves so much, but after all these years, we still rising on top. We got the best culture. We got the best food. We shitting on your entertainment. We smart as all the fucks. Come on. So I mean, like, rem- rem- reminding yourself of those things is definitely a way that 
you can cope with this current time. Because like, it's hard to see the beauty in being black, right? Because you're currently reminded that you're less than, you're currently reminded that your body isn't enough. You're currently reminded that you're worthless because you see how black death is currently like a fucking Netflix recommendation. You can scroll and see that shit with no effort. And it's currently bombarded into our brains. So it's take, it takes a toll on you. So if you don't continuously remind yourself that we are more than that, this shit is hard. Yep. Oh, well, on a lighter note, <laughs> um, of all the celebrities you have interviewed, which one has had the most impact on your career and or life? Hmm. I, when I got this question, I thought about it and I can't think of like a definite answer because each interview has given me so much mm-hmm. or just given me something that has impacted me. Like when I interviewed Taraji, we talked about how I was suicidal before and she gave me like advice to deal with depression. And we like talked about black motherhood. Um, when I interviewed Rihanna, it reminded me of how persistent I was because the first time I interviewed her, it wasn't set up and it wasn't something that I was guaranteed to get. It's something that I fought to get and something that I made happen for myself outside of my brand, outside of my connections. It was something that I did for me. So it reminded me of my persistence, how unwavering it is. Like when I interviewed Angela Bassett, she like reminded me of how I looked at Tina Turner growing up because what's love got to do what's love got to do with it is one of my favorite movies and just seeing her resilience and just seeing her as a woman coming to who she is just gave me like just this warm butterfly feeling and like Queen Latifah like I wanted to be Khadijah James or Maxine Shaw growing up <laughs> like it was either one of those two I don't know which one it was gonna be I ended up being Khadijah but Maxine was a strong front runner I took the L side and everything because I was, just, come on. Come on. I was just waiting to tell a nigga that I will kill you, bury you, and salt the earth so nothing will grow there ever again. I was just waiting for my Maxine Shaw moment in life, waiting to ride the Maverick. But like when I interviewed Queen Latifah, that was like, that, that I can say was a full circle moment for me because growing up, me and my mother, that was like one of our things, our activities to do was to watch Living Single together every day. So we sat and watched that show religiously and she named my sister Khadijah. So that was like a full circle moment for me. So like each interview has given me something, but one thing it has is reminding me of that I'm working and operating in my purpose. Because with every interview, I get very, I get nervous as shit. Like it doesn't matter who it is, how many times I've talked to them. If I have had brunch with them, it doesn't matter. If I know I'm about to talk to you, my stomach is giving like butterflies, pterodactyls, all that shit is flying around. And someone told me that, huh? Is it giving dairy too? No, absolutely not. Cause a nigga might be over. Girl, no, <laughs> never. I'm lactose. I'm black. Absolutely not. But like someone once told me that once, like if you have those feelings, that's God's way of telling you that you're there, you're, you're where you're supposed to be. So like I take that and I lean into that with every interview, even though I'm still nervous as shit. But it, all of them remind me that I'm operating in my purpose and where I'm supposed to be and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. This got real chicken soup for the homosexual soul, though. Look, I was feeling it. I'm reading. I'm reading that chapter on uh, Khadijah 
soup for the homosexual soul, right? Because, I mean, soup is a very bottom focused. Listen, man. we love a soup and a salad, girl. Okay. <laughs> we love us. I'm eating light today. <laughs> right? Can I, can I get an almond? Can I get an almond? <laughs> <laughs> listen, I have gotten through on a snack pack of almonds in my listen. I ain't got no shame because a snack pack of almonds has carried me through. You know what? I just, you know what? Anyways, um, <laughs> you know, being a bottom is not for the faint of heart. You know that that is all heavy is the arm that wears the bottom sleeve. It is oh, not for the But I refuse to starve myself a dick. I just refuse to. So You know, the older we get, yes. But there have been, I'm not ashamed. There have been some times where it's giving, I can eat this snack pack of almonds and just, you know, figure this shit out afterwards. Like there was this one time, I can't about to tell the story, but. I was hungry as shit, hungry as a motherfucker. And he came over and I was like, I'm really hungry. I said it in my head. And I was like, we should, you know, do something different. And I had pulled out a jar of cookie butter because I was hungry as shit. And I had spread the cookie butter on a part of the body where we shall not name. And, you know, I did what I needed to do. And I killed two birds with one jar of cookie butter. So I was afraid of Joe's. Oh, okay. Um, Pray for me. I, bye and bye, guys. Pray for me, please. Ah, ah. What? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Shout out to Cookie Butter. <laughs> a bottoms tool. Twenty <laughs> um, <laughs> bomb in my Gilead. You know what? <laughs> you know. You know. What? I'm fucking weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> y'all, I, have, I have lived a life, y'all. I have lived a life. All right. 2020 is pretty much a bust. So what is one thing you want to make a reality in 2021? I don't want to claim that. I refuse to claim that. Okay. Come I, don't on, think, come on. I don't think 2020 is a bust yet. It's not looking too good. But right now, Corona has blown a lead to race wars, so we don't know what's going to happen next. I feel like each month is trying to out-ghetto the next. So I don't know what June, July, or August are about to give, but I want to still remain hopeful. I don't got that much. It's a mustard seed at this point, but you can move a mountain with that. So I don't want to feel like 2020 is a watch. I feel like there's still something left to get out of this. It might not be what we expected because all of us thought that 2020 was going to be a movie. I didn't think it was going to be a horror film. <laughs> but it's giving hope. Like, I'm hopeful that 2020 will give something that is beneficial to all of us. And one thing I do want to get out of 2020 is to, like, have a deeper connection with my friends because I feel that we took that for granted because we were so accessible. Like, we always, we saw each other at least once a week. Either it was at a date party on Sunday, a random meetup after work. But now that we're in quarantine, it hasn't been that accessible, right? So that's one thing I do want to get out of this year is to just like strengthen those connections and like be more present and more intentional with how I spend time with my friends and how I show up for them. I feel that. I, I definitely agree. 
I, I have a lot of, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily have like hope for 2020, but I do think that what I'm trying to learn is like not think so much about like, okay, life is going to go back to normal and be comfortable with our new normal, right? Like being comfortable with like having to wear masks or maybe like having to like see people via Zoom or, you know, doing FaceTime calls. Like I just think instead of like trying to lament about like, oh, I want to go back to the past. I think we just, I don't know. I think we just have to be okay with our present and be okay with like this new normal. Because, like, nothing is going to go back to how it was. Because think of how 9-11 was. I remember yeah. that we, my mother used to walk to the gate with me. I used to mm-hmm. travel alone all the time. Mm-hmm. That shit ended. Yep. And we got used to it. We got used to not taking our large-ass bottles of hair conditioner on the plane. <laughs> exactly. Bottles of water to TSA was a wrap. Exactly. So I mean, like, we, people are going to bitch and complain about what, whatever it is that's going to move forward. But... History has shown us we're going to adapt because, well, for us as a people, as a black people, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, we figure shit out. We can always figure shit out. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So what has one thing that quarantine has taught you? I am not meant to be alone. That is not something that is my ministry, my portion, or my raison d'etre. It is not for me at all. Like, I am a people person down. I am an extrovert to my core. And it has taught me that I get my energy and I get my creativity and, like, my inspiration from people, from the outside world. And I'm running on zero right now. I ain't got no energy at all. I ain't got nothing to give, for real. What I'm giving is what I'm giving. Don't expect much from me at work because, listen, it's rough. (laughs) So I feel like that's one thing it's taught me that I am an extrovert to my core. Like I knew it mm-hmm. and I always said it, but now I actually believe that shit. Yep. I feel you. Mm. So I think anybody who like follows you on social media, in particular Instagram, knows how much you be dancing. Full <laughs> on. A boom boom cat. Um, A boom boom cat. Come on. Um, Talking about Janet Jackson, pleasure principal choreo. Okay. Okay. So, how has Dan shaped you as a person? You know, I'm. I would never classify myself as a dancer, like ever. Like I would never use that that classification towards me. I just got comfortable calling myself a journalist last year. To be quite honest. Because I feel like you have to like put in some kind of time to warm up to things. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I feel like you have to like put in work to actually claim things. But also, on the other hand, white folks just be claiming shit for no damn reason without your qualifications. But that's another that, that's another common front of the day. But I feel that dance has helped me with my confidence significantly because I am a man for you know, like a better term, I me present. Um, and I feel that. I'm not the most masculine individual out here in these streets. Like, I'm very much so rainbows and Lisa Frank stickers out here. Like, I have painted nails with no reserve. So I feel like the kind of dance that I do, like, at those stands all the time, like, I started throwing them in the gym with no fucks to give at all. And it, like, helped me with my confidence. It helped me 
with my perfectionism because like once I get very attached to something, I keep on doing it until I do it right, until I do it the way the video has it and like put my own move to it. But it's helped me a lot significantly on my confidence because I really have no fucks to give. I'd just be showing up being me and just enjoying the skin that I'm in. So yeah, I think that's one thing it has done. It's made me more appreciative of the skin that my black ass is in. As you, as you should be. So who would be, what would, who would be on your dream dance squad? Like who would, who would be on your dream dance squad? See, okay, so if I go professional dance or if I go with like the HBCU like band culture dance, I'm, okay, I'm gonna do both. So if I do HBCU band culture, it's gonna be the Stingettes. Like just Stingettes down because the way they move with such like grace and sass, but also a little bit of ratchet to them, like that speaks to my whole spirit wholeheartedly. So I would have to choose the Stingettes. I would go with like Asia Martin, a Diamond, a Courtney. A Tayana, a Jada, like that would be like my dream sting at squad. But like if I want to do professional dance, Danae, Jaquel, Ashley, McEverts. Actually, just give me Danae. If you give me Danae and just me and Danae, because Danae would have you dancing the entire night. Like I can't be partying with her because like I feel that my clothes never come out the way I entered in because I just, I'm drenched after dancing the whole entire night with her ass. Just give me Danae and I'm good. Shout out to Danae. I remember Danae was one of Tanasha's dancers when I was her publicist. She's a sweetheart. Mm. Um, I would personally have Maya on my dance team. Girl, my love is like, whoa, choreo? What? A queen. We don't give, we don't give Maya... Dance. We really dance. don't give Maya her thing. Dance down, okay? Like, Maya gave you a five, six, seven, and an eight. Like, she gave you, like, a good break, a good nasty break. And down. then broke it down to a 10 and she was really feeling it, okay? But the thing about it is, I feel like that's the style that the 90s gave, though. Like, the 90s gave you that. Like, we don't do that anymore. Like, we have, like, a whole bunch of cute TikTok challenge, but niggas don't be dancing for real. No. I just want some Tina Landon, some... Tanisha type choreography. That's all I want. That's all I need. Give me a boom cat. Come on, come on, give me a boom cat. You're doing too much. You're doing too much. You're supposed to be down here. Listen. The neck. The neck. The neck. See? (laughs) You're giving me too much. You're giving me too much. Too much. I would have cussed her ass out so many times, but it made them better. It made them better. Oh. I am done. Um, you have gone through your own weight loss journey. How has this journey changed you? And did your weight loss have an effect on your dating life, if any? Um, so my weight goes up and down, right? Currently it's up because quarantine and, you know, the gyms are closed and what else are you going to do but eat? And I feel that when I first started doing my weight loss journey, it was because of my health. And it got to a point where, bitch, either you're going to figure this shit out or she's about to get real. So I figured this shit out. I got a trainer. I realized cardio was my ministry, was doing the cardio, got a little ab or six. And a bitch got an ab. She started cutting up her clothes. A crop top started to be a thing. Like there was this one, there was a one summer that I wore nothing but crop tops and sleeveless clothes and sleeveless shirts because I had a, I, I was body down. 
like my veins were serious, my cuts were deep, my thighs were toned. I was giving very go-go dancer and it was it was a time. It was a time to be alive. And it like helped me with my it helped me with my confidence and my stamina, my endurance. And in regards to dating, yeah, it opened up a whole opened up a whole new level of men. But what I realized with that is all that glitter ain't really gold. Like, all these niggas that look, like, real amazing and be bodied down and, like, perfect smiles and chiseled jawlines really ain't got shit outside, like, inside of them. Mm. Like, it's given very vapid and shallow. And I like depth. I like personality. And, like, when I lost the weight and that was opened up to me, I because I, when I date, I judge books by their cover because I'm human. If I see something, I like it, I'm going to go after it because I'm not the kind of guy that waits around for you to approach me. If I see you and I like it, I'm going to talk to you. But then when I talk to you and start flipping the pages, it's giving very, I don't like this book. It's not my genre. (laughs) Not really for me. So, like, it's like dating as a gay man, I feel like, and people hate this term, but everyone has a preference, right? And you have to come to a point where you have to realize that everybody really ain't for you. Just because you like someone doesn't mean that they have to like you back. And if they don't like you back, does not mean that they have some kind of, they're fat phobic or they have a light skin privilege, I mean, a light skin preference or something or a color complex. It's just giving, that's, that's not, they're just, they're not really here for that. And that's fine. And you also have to realize that that might be a blessing in disguise. Like that's one thing I did realize when, I would gain weight back and certain guys weren't really receptive of me. I later found out that that was actually a blessing. Like this one guy I used to like and wasn't here for me, didn't see for me, his loss. But then he got into a relationship and the guy burnt his house down. So, I mean, overall, I won. That's a good turn, didn't it? (laughs) Nah, we, for a bottom, it's just the same who fell down. And I got back up, didn't I? Listen. <laughs> I am fucking done. Can't keep a good bottom down. You cannot. Not you cannot keep a good bottom down. <laughs> you can't. I promise you, you can't. Because there's one thing about me. I'm going to get back up. I may fall. I may teeter. I may slip. I may stumble. But a bitch is always going to get back up and get back up better than ever. Okay, for a strong bottom is a bottom who falls down twice. Maybe eight. Listen, that's in Deuteronomy. I don't know if you know your Bible, but I think it's in Deuteronomy or Leviticus. It speaks about the bottom. Go ahead, read your Bible. Good <laughs> hip. I hate you. I hate you so much. You, um, you won't be the first, I promise you. <laughs> so, last question for Prey. Knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself before moving to New York? Bitch, this shit is rough. <laughs> bitch, this shit is rough. Prepare yourself for a wild ass ride. Cause bitch, you thought <laughs> you about to come in here and set this shit down automatically? Girl, it will humble the fuck out of you. And when I tell you humble you, it's giving very unemployed. It's giving very paycheck to paycheck. It's giving you might need to file for unemployment. But no, this is not the end. If you just stick through this shit, you will come out victorious. That's what I would have told myself. Because when I first moved here, I got a job at the Girl Scouts. And I thought that was my dream job, child. I thought I had reached the height of my pinnacle. I just thought that me and them little girls and my little social media skills with them was going to take me everywhere. 
they fired me. Um, they moved me to New York and then six months later fired me. The two girls I was working with were Republicans, so it wasn't going to last. That wasn't, and I also, and not even to them also, I also was making like very simple mistakes. So it was like half and half. Like I knew I was fucking up. They ain't like me. So it was, it was like a no brainer. And like, I remember when they fired me and I packed up my stuff in the box downstairs, my former boss was like, the next job you get, you'll be amazing at. And I was looking at her like, bitch, you just fired me. Like, I could have been amazing here. But she was right. Because if I had stayed at the Girl Scouts, me and Rihanna would not have been talking. So, full circle. Listen, I would have told myself, this shit is rough, but you'll figure it out. All right. All right. Amen. A word. A blessing. Um, All right. It's in the Bible, right beside the bottoms. You know what? Not in the Bible, right? <laughs> All right. There were bottoms in the Bible. I'm sure there. I'm sure there were. They had- when God was flipping the table, I'm pretty sure there was someone in the background doing something. I, I cannot. Anyways, that um, we're just gonna jump right into it. You belong to the streets. What is your street name? I belong. I am a saint. Um, I don't. Know what these streets? My street name will actually just be. Butter, you ain't no saint. Um, first of all, we all love a good snack. Let's not let's not snack shame. Don't do that. You're real ugly right now. You are no, real no, ugly. Shame. You are real ugly right now. Your soul is real black. Don't do that. Don't do it. If I belong, what will my street name be? It will be Corey. I, there is no shame in anything that I do. So I would definitely still just be Corey. Like. I don't need to do no pretense. I don't need to be Marcus. I don't need to be Tyrone. I don't need to be Patrick, although Patrick is my middle name. I'm still going to be Corey. That's my name in the streets. Okay. Um, what? <laughs> I was like, wait, what happened? I was like, that was a long pause. Okay. Who is your dream quarantine bay? Um... Again, I thought about this answer and nothing came to mind. My God. Someone who is gainfully employed, attractive, <laughs> with a great dental history and a strong gym membership, who knows Jesus, because, you know, hallelujah. Um, I really don't know. If I had to, like, give it a name or a person, like, if it was a quarantine, babe, like, I feel like we have an understanding, like, you are my person just for this moment and this shit might not last afterwards. So it might just be a nigga who I really don't care about. Like a J like a J. Ellis. Like I would probably fuck J. Ellis during quarantine. And then after the shit is over, you know, this was fun. Bye. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Amber, do you have a You got a dream quarantine, boo? Me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's me, isn't it? Uh, I know. It is you, Corey. Um, okay, so my dream, I have two. Okay. Right now, and it's both insecure related because that's like the last thing I've seen with like men in it. Um, but I would say Jay Ellis and Asian Asian Bay, Andrew, for sure. Like I would like a threesome with those two. I need I need Asian Bay to eat my ass, and I need, you know, Lawrence to fuck me like he did uh the bank teller. You know, my God, getting your ass ate. Remember that? What a time. Woo, what a time. What a time. Oh, my, if I could. Ooh. 
motherfucking shout. My God. Mm. Girl, my virginity grew back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even gonna hold you. I ain't even gonna hold you. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Have you had any quarantine sex? No, I have not. Girl, I just told you my virginity has grown back. I feel like your virginity is like the opposite of a plant. If you don't water it, the shit grows back. So it hasn't been watered like at all because like I took the whole social distancing and stay at home order to like heart because I have lupus and I have an autoimmune disease. So I really should, I can't be out here fucking in these streets, but I don't honestly know how many dick denials I have left in me. Because, like, everybody is bored and it's giving very come over. This one guy, I was high on an edible one night, and this guy texts me. He was in Brooklyn, because that's, that's where all the tops live. You know, they migrated from Harlem and went to Brooklyn. <laughs> Great exodus. I'll tell you about it the other day. <laughs> but he texts me. He was in Brooklyn. He was like, I got your Uber coming and going. Let me know where to send the car. And I was, it was giving very, I'm getting dressed. I'm putting on my gray sweats. I'm putting on my tank top, grabbing my little track jacket. Cause you know, you know, that's a whole attire. So I had my track jacket on and then something was like, call one of your best friends. So I called one of my friends in my circle and the friend that I did call, he was like, Corey, you have lupus girl. You can't be out here in these streets like that. And I was like, fuck you. Right. So I texted the guy back and I was like, I can't come. I sent him one of my vintage nudes because I ain't take no new ones this whole quarantine because she's very furry right now. Um, it's, it's giving yeah. very nineteen. It's giving very nineteen seventy six down there. Like it's very antique right now. It's Ew. not. Listen, it's not. It's not my usual. It's not my usual at all. But I've kind of let that go. And when it's done, I can probably donate to cancer victims because it's very. <laughs> it's a lot. But I sent him a nude and kept it going. But I haven't had any at all. And I really, I'm telling you, I don't know how many more dick denials I can do. Because they're going to catch me at a weak point and I'm going to call the wrong friend. And next thing I know, I'll be that bottom that fell down on the dick and it, I won't get up. Ooh. Mm. I feel and you. Oh, please don't go out. You said, well, I wish. Oh, I really wish. And right now, I'm not talking to nobody. Like, oh, and I'm like, what friend? Okay, wait, pause. See, no, you have nobody. to have a roster of niggas you entertain. Like, I, I have did, like, a but I cut them all off. See, no, that wasn't smart. You hustling backwards? Absolutely not. You can't cut them all off until you have at least one to build on. I know. I was saying fuck it, but now I'm like, now I'm starting from scratch, and I'm like, oh, this is hard. That's ghetto. Like, they're the my one main one. I blocked him, and then I unblocked him the next day because I was like, no, I, I can't. I don't know. I No, I need to. Mm -mm. It's hard out here in these streets, and not the hard that we like either. <laughs> I know. I miss Listen, the hard dick. Oh. I just mix dick in general. Like, I miss, like, just being in awe of God's craftsmanship, right? Because the penis is beautiful. Like, I've seen some real pretty dicks in my time. My God, mm -hmm. let me tell you. Same. And I really hope that sucking dick is like riding a bike. Because I can't really ride a bike, but they say you never forget. So I really hope that's how it is. Because you really can't really train that skill. Like, there's no... Like, I'm not about to suck a dildo in my house. This is really weird. So it's giving very... I hope that I remember how to do this. 
but I pray for the first dick that I encounter because I hope he has good health insurance. I'm about to, I'm, I might break it. Look, you're going to still know how to suck a dick. Your gag reflex might not be where it. Oh, I don't have know. one. Um, yeah, no, I've never had one. Um, well, you good. <laughs> so, like, I pretended I've had one because apparently men like that. Men enjoy to know that they're choking you and like fucking you up. And I just be like, uh, 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 oh, my God, that is a monster. Oh, Jesus, can't handle this. I am dying. Ooh, rescue me, rescue me, Hercules. But meantime, in my head, I'm like, my God, this is real lackluster. Ooh. You got to hype a nigga up sometimes. Because if, if you don't clap for them, no one else will in this world. You got to hype our black men up. <laughs> Not if you don't clap for them. No. I'm so good. Savoy, have you? Um, yes, have you, Savoy? Because I feel like I know the answer to this. What is uh, it given? Um, so I have, um, someone has to, let's live vicariously. How was it? Um, it was good. I actually, um, I took, um, cause Amber knows I don't generally, um, I don't generally, I'm a bottom who doesn't bottom, but I actually allowed this penis inside of me. What? Listen, it's a pandemic. Anything goes now. You know, I no, I'm good. like saying what? Like I'm shook by this. That's so good. Yes. Um. So I allowed um this man to insert my body. Um. Oh, so you're not a fin- so, so now you're a financial active car carrying bottom again. Welcome to the fold. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome Thank to the fold. We have Thank snacks you. in the back. We have almonds <laughs> <laughs> and soup and soup. Don't a forget crouton, soup. possibly. <laughs> There's a lobster biscuit Wait. back there. creamy wait okay question was it good it was good it was very good um was it only a one-time thing so it gets a little tricky um we are no we were at the time we were getting to know each other and you know i think we both were kind of after a month we were both kind of like uh um we said that sex could possibly still be on the table, but I don't actually plan on reaching out to him, even though I really did enjoy I did enjoy the sex. Um, it was a solid, I give it a solid 89, 89%. It was new. So, you know, you still got, you still got to work up to, to the A range, but it was good. Um, Girl, was, 89% is one point away from an A, so he ain't got much work to do. Did you, just a little bit more, you know, you, you just, was okay. So was it better because it felt like dangerous? Um, no, because like <laughs> oddly enough, I knew. Um, never mind. Um, <laughs> because that might be telling too much. But um, girl, I just told you I just had cookie butter on a fucking penis. I'm pretty sure all bets off the damn table at this point. Um, so. I think for me, I knew that this person had been doing a good job of social distancing. Um, so uh-huh. it wasn't that that wasn't dangerous. I think it was just good because it was like, I was excited. I think a lot of times, well, this year, 2020 has been a weird year. Like I've had sex, but it's kind of been like, eh, I'll do it because I'm here. And I think this was the first person that I was like, I've been waiting on this versus I could add a V8. Oh, because my God, 
the worst thing is to starve yourself all damn day for some lackluster dick. I can listen. I can tell a story. Mm. So, so yeah. So I was. I think this was very good. This text was good because I had been waiting for it, and it was as good as I thought it would have been. Um, shout out to him. Ooh, oh my god, that's so. That's good news. Yeah, I'm happy for you. I'm really. Ha- you. I, I'm genuinely happy for you because at least someone's getting some dick on this call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That's in the Bible too. You know what? It's not that it's in the Bible. It's an exodus. <laughs> name, so next question. Name one sexual act that is deeply intimate for you. Penetration. I said non-sexual. Oh, non-sexual. Oh, shit. I think you said a sexual act that's, oh, my bad. Um, did you see where my mind is? I'm sorry. You took me to a place. <laughs> You took me to a place. I'm sorry. You listen. We were just talking about getting our asses ate. I'm currently residing in a sexual home. Let me get out of this mindset. A non-sexual act that's very intimate for me: sharing my food. If I share my food with you, I love you. And that goes for Bay or for my friends because I don't like sharing my food. If I give you my last, if I give you my last of anything. Oh, you in my life forever. Like we are like bosom buddies down. So that's probably the most into that's like the most non-sexual intimate thing for me. Like sharing my food. Cause I, a bitch loves food. I enjoy a good meal. Okay. I like that. I like that. I think for me it would be napping. Like I've I haven't napped with somebody, but I would love to like I feel like once I do nap with somebody, that's probably going to be, like, my man for life. Mm, I've done that, and it's actually really great. Like, I've actually went on a nap date before. That's cute. It was great. He'd be like, come over, let's take a nap. I was like, you know what? I can sleep. (laughs) I can sleep. I love that. That's my dream date. I can Um, sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so speaking of dates, what's your idea of a perfect date? And this can be pre-corona or like during quarantine. So it's so it's very much so Jill Scott, let's take a long walk, not after dark because we're black in parks and black and after dark, no. But I love to walk. Yeah. Like I love walking. I love exploring. It's one thing I love about New York, like New York is a walking city and you never know what you're going to get into in this damn city. Like you might buck up on like a cute little dive bar, a nice little museum, a random pop-up shop. A sex store. You just never know. It's like my ideal date. Like, I don't need to be taking out dinner and wine and dine. I mean, I do enjoy a free meal. But take me out to walk and let's, like, explore the city and, like, talk and get to know each other. That would be, like, especially, like, in New York summers because there's always little random, like, markets and, like, trinkets you can, like, purchase and street fairs. That shit is cute to me. Like, I would love to do that. But again, you know, social distancing and quarantine, God knows when we go do that again. So right now, actually during quarantine, I would say that I haven't done this, but I want to try it. A Zoom date where we like watch the same thing together. Like someone was telling me about that. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds really cute. I asked this guy to go on one with me. I was like, you want to watch Wayne to a Taylor something with me? And he was like, uh, not really. And I was like, oh, I found that he was a bottom. So it makes sense as to why he said no. Um... <laughs> It makes perfect sense because what are we gonna do? Bump purses after the damn quarantine movie? 
Yeah, that's true. Well, you can watch so, Waiting to Exhale with a friend. That's no. We have actually. Funny thing is, we, me and my group chat, we have that on Friday. Oh, that's cute. I love that. We're doing a Waiting to Exhale night on Friday. My my it. comfort movie. Is it your comfort movie? Yes, Waiting to Excel is my comfort movie. Every time I'm going through, like, I just need to, like, feel my best or just feel, like, connected to something, I watch Waiting to Excel. And it hits differently, like, the older we are, right? Like, growing up watching it, it was cute, it was good, but as an adult, like, all of them women, like, spoke to me, like, various ways, and I'm, like, seeing myself in each of them, and it, like, touches you in, like, a really great way. But yeah, that is like my go-to movie. That and Tu Wong Fu. Tu Wong Fu can do no wrong by me. Come on, Tu Wong Fu. Listen, thank you for everything, Julie Newmar. I love that damn movie. Like, Little Latin Boy in Drag, Why You Crying is like an iconic line. I feel like that might be problematic right now, but in the movie, it was great. Come on, Tu Wong Fu. A classic. Um... All right, so I think we, we've we taken care of all the five questions. We're going to go into Burke Confessions. These are rapid-fire questions. The first thing that comes to mind, okay? Are you ready? No, but go. <laughs> all right, what kind of bird are you? Pigeon, dove, eagle, flamingo? Peacock. Oh, damn. I didn't even get the peacock yet, but it's a... But oh, she, knows who, she knows what kind of bird she is. She has a great little foliage. She's real elegant, but she can be ratchet when she wants to. Come on, Peacock. All right. What name would you give Lori Harvey's autobiography? Confessionals of a Bad Bitch. Mm. Mm. What would be your stripper? What would what would your stripper name be? And what would be your go-to song? Eclectic Erotica. Hmm. You're a classy stripper. Oh. Oh, you know, she loves you, you know. Are we surprised? No, Eclectic Erotica and Janet Jackson, Would You Mind? A song. A song. Mm-hmm. A ministry. You are featured it's on... in the Bible, too. Come, come on. <laughs> it's in the Bible, too. You are featured on the episode, Maury. What is the show topic for the day? Is he the baby's father? I slept with my best friend's boyfriend. Unruly teenager. I scammed my ex out of thousands of dollars. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Definitely not my best friend's man. Absolutely not. I will beat my kid's ass. You're not going to be on really in my house that I pay bills for. So it's probably given I scam my men out of his money because Lil' Kim did say, why spend mine when I can spend yours? Mm. That's an evangelist. Come on. Amen. What would be the, what would be the name of your sex tape? On a need to know basis. <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind. That's the first thing that came to mind. <sighs> on a need to know basis. Come on. What city of love and hip hop would you rather be on? Miami, New York, Atlanta, or Hollywood? I missed the casting and the taping. So Mona told me I couldn't be on it. So that's my answer. <laughs> I didn't show up for I didn't I missed I missed my call time several times and they so difficult to work with. So I couldn't get any of them. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. No. I am done. <laughs> so 
Sorry. You, like, you know how call times work. You miss a call time one too many times. It's a wrap for you, sis. You know what? We're done. Your dream trade can only possess one main attribute. A grill, a nice car, a neck tattoo, a regular weed habit, an N95 mask. Wait, oh, wait. A collection of of N95 masks. Um... Well, I'm a bitch who already have her own mask, so no. No, a consistent weed habit, because if you have a consistent weed habit and we in quarantine, that comes in many forms, like edibles, blunts, vape pens. And you know, a bitch likes to be relaxed, and it's a stressful last time. So, weed habit for 100. Okay. All right. Would you rather have... Oh, you know what? In these corona times, this probably isn't a good question. Um, oh, no. Actually, no, I, I like that question. Go ask it. Ah, ask ah. it. Would you rather him spit in your mouth or your butt? My butt. A true king. Definitely my butt because I don't... I'm not really here for the spitting of the mouth thing. I feel like if my like if my man, man, like my husband wanted to try it, I would do it because if you don't do it, some other bitch would. So, like, if it gets to that level, yes, I would do it. But if it's like a random ass nigga, you spit in my mouth, girl, the run out here. That's fair. Yeah. So it's given the whole question. Going back to Savoy's, um, you know, moment. How was the ass eating too? Ooh, questions that need <laughs> answers. Did you sit on his face? Um, no, I did not. Um, but we there were multiple um he was he was very good at his job. Mm. Um very, very good. Um at one point there was like he finished and there was like, like literally just like juices just falling off his beard. So um We love sitting on a beard. We love a cushion. It was a moment. It was good. It was it was very good. It was it was a moment that was pleasing to my spirit. Yes, to my spirit, but we should probably stop talking about him because I'm supposed to be ignoring him right now. Um. Sorry, I had those questions. <laughs> Listen, if you if close mouths don't get fed, sis, ask those questions. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was. Mm, mm. Anyway, okay, you reminisce. Uh-huh. Okay, long nails or long weed <laughs> or long eyelashes. Long nails, long weave, or long... On oh, my man? On you. You're a bird. We're back to the bird questions. Oh, long nails. Long, oh, I'm a bird and I'm a woman. Bundles down. <laughs> Bundles down. Because if I was actually talking to my friends about this, throwing counts, I want hair that can swing. And I just need my hair to grow out to the point where when I swing my hair and I flip and I turn, my, my bundles can swing with me. So if I was a woman, I'd be weaved and wigged up down with no reserve at all. So definitely bundles. We love to see it. We love to see it. Your celebrity capsule collection would be with Fashion Nova. You know what? Anyways, we're going to keep on going anyways. (laughs) Even though these, due to recent situations, none of these are really good options. But that's true. Fashion Nova. (laughs) Fashion Nova, Target, H&M, or Pretty Little Things? You know, see, again, I did not show up on time to sign my contracts. So <laughs> I actually missed all of these bookings. <laughs> and you know, what, it wasn't for you. God said what's meant for you won't ever miss you. And that missed me, so it wasn't meant for me. 
Yeah, I, I, didn't really, I didn't show up for those contract signings. So I really wasn't a viable option. You know what? I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. <sighs> Most iconic thought of all time. Most iconic thought of all times? Mm-hmm. Girl, Diamond. Diamond down. Diamond oh. was from Players Club. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to confirm. Diamond was amazing. Diamond was educated. She had a purpose. And she didn't take no shit. Diamond was my kind of bitch. Come on. Shout out to Diamond. All right. So now we're going to go into Zaddy of the Week, which is one man we are crushing on on the most at the current moment. Corey, who is your Zaddy of the Week? Um, I don't recall his... I feel like his first name is Jeremy, but he's in the show, the Netflix show Hollywood. Jeremy, I found him on Instagram. It was giving very, I'm a black gay that dates whites, but howsomever, he was fine as shit. His shirt was open. I almost licked my screen, but Rona. Um, He was just a beautiful black man. He's just really talented. And when he was in the movie, he was like very ambidextrous with his sex. Like, he was topping, he was bottoming. I am not of that verse ministry, but I don't think I would mind deviating to that with him. So he is the one guy that I have been looking at and be like, damn, I would let you fuck me with no reserve. I, I would miss a meal for you. Because you know that's love. Missing a meal for a nigga is love. Y'all pray for me, please. I had I had dick since March eighth. Ooh, damn for the day, the exact day. Oh, I know exactly the moment, the time that was most pleasing to my spirit. Cause I literally thought this pandemic was not gonna give what it gave, and then when it gave what it gave, and I was like, oh, so I I can't suck no dick, or I can't get penetrated, so I ain't sitting on nobody's face. Okay, cool, bet heard you. Like at this point, my right hand is gonna ask me in a union. <laughs> That bitch is overworked. That bitch is overworked and underpaid, and I feel so bad for her. But these are perilous. These are these are perilous times we live in. It's very tumultuous out there in these streets. So we got it's it's very it's very nonprofit. Like my hand has to wear many hats right now. You got to put in some work until we get the money to you know bulk up our team. We've all heard these sayings. So that's what my hand is going right now. So she got to you know. I thank you very much for your service. In this time of need. Oh, well, that's still sooner than me. Mine was December 31st, 2019. December 31st, sis? You got some New Year dick? Mm-hmm. It was good, too. Shout out to that but, dick. Wait, sis, why did you... What, what, what Was it on purpose for January, February, and March? You know... What happened? I wasn't dating anyone. So I wasn't dating anyone, and then I was, and then I wasn't like I was so trying you to date to suck dick. Huh? You have to date to suck a dick. No, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not really like just sucking dick to just be sucking not, dick to be. I, I think the thing about it's very interesting because I feel women view head a lot differently than men do. I have no issues with giving head. I just. That's just not my ministry, personally. Mm. Um, mm. But I wasn't dating in January or February. And then I was, like, dating at the end of February, beginning of March. And it was, like, only... It was, like, a very short period of time. And I didn't fuck him. I, like, knew him for, like, 12 days. So... 
Yeah. So then, and then happen. So here we are. Girl, we in the same boat right now. It's fine. I'm sitting beside you right now. Dry as hell. It's definitely here. Um, I'm going to go with Kendrick Sampson, a.k.a. Nathan on Insecure. <laughs> you, you love Apache beer, don't you? You, you love Apache beer. You know what? Don't do this, okay? This is the only, I don't, Amber knows I don't like light-skinned men. So when I like a light-skinned man, it is something that is, it, it, is un, it doesn't happen often. It happens once every blue moon, okay? He, he um, is an attractive man. I do give you that. He is very attractive and a very sweet guy to like, being around yeah. him and like hanging out with him is very sweet. But just that beard, if, if your beard don't connect, how are you going to connect with me? You know what? <laughs> but that, also... <laughs> that, you know what? That is an analogy, okay? That, I mean, did I, did I laugh, friend? Because your beard connect and my, my beard connects and we connecting right now, so... <laughs> It's giving very Verizon connection right now. Can you hear me see, now? That's, that's not always true though, because the last nigga that that ate my ass during quarantine, he had a beard and we didn't connect. But he connected with your ass, though, didn't he? And it was good, wasn't it? It was a moment that was very pleasing to your spirit because you had a very long pause. Don't give it to, don't do it right now. Because I remember you stopped. Points remain. Points remain. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Shout out to Kendrick Sampson, though. He's out here fighting the fight. Out here going to the protests. Out here, you know, getting into it with police. He's, He's like, doing things that many of us won't do. So exactly. again, that is very commendable because I myself am a check writing, story pumping out activist, and we need that too. We need that. Mm-hmm. Too. I think that's people don't realize there's there's a lot of different ways you can protest and do activism that isn't mm-hmm. being on the grounds and in person. Because being on the grounds, it's like a ministry in church. Like everybody's not in the choir. Some people are ushers. Some people are on the hospitality ministry. Like everyone cannot be on the front lines. And I am the kind of bitch that will write out the minutes and put the song Negro Spirituals in a nice little order for the song for the march. Yep. And we need that. And we need that. So, all right. So now we're gonna go into Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. I didn't say my Zaddy of the Week, but it's a uh, it's Asian. It's, oh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's I'm Asian Bay. Alexander Hodge. But Asian Bay fucked the shit out of Molly. Mm-hmm. Like when he mm-hmm. slapped her ass, I felt that in my spirit. Like I felt it in my Shondo. Me too. Love him. Do you and like the black woman in real life? And she's a beautiful ass black woman, like just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her. Amber, do you like him more now or bef- with the longer hair or the shorter hair? I loved him with the longer hair. I loved him with the longer hair, but shorter hair, I was like, this is weird. But I'm, I, I'm liking his personality more now that we're learning more about his personality. Okay, fair. But okay. long hair was everything for me. Yeah. We love a whipping back and forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. Who is this? Is one woman who we feel like deserves her flowers and has not received them, um, Amber? Since you are our woman of the show, so to speak, <laughs> um, you are the woman of the show. Come on, phenomenal woman. Come on, shoulder, phenomenal woman. Uh, She's a phenomenal <laughs> woman. I'm a phenomenal bottom. We know our roles. <laughs> Uh, 
card. Uh, okay, who is my bad bitch Hall of Fame? I I guess I'm just gonna give it to uh, Brianna Taylor and Nina Potts. Mm. Good options. Good options. Corey. My bad bitch Hall of Fame would have to go to all the black women out there who are currently journalists and who have to cover these things and write about different deaths and still have to be creative and produce and like create content and turn things out. So to all the influencers, the journalists, the creatives that are black women, that's my bad bitch of the week because they're pumping out content and providing things during a time where a lot of us can't. And just to see that is just something that deserves to be praised. 100%. Um, like you right now, Amber, girl, you a bad bitch of the week. You <laughs> out here doing a whole podcast, talking to my black ass, talking to him during a fucking pandemic. You don't got to do this shit. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. Amen. Um, I'm going to go with Zaya Way. Um, yes. She's a 13 year old queen. Um, yes. Shout out to her. Fuck Hill Harper for life. For life. For and life. you know what was so fuck? I was like, I loved Hill. Hill Harper was one of my crushes back in the day. And when he did that, I was like, wow, you are just like, people just don't realize you just, Joe Scott told you, maybe you should just be silent. Ooh. You don't have to talk all the time. Like, shut the fuck up. There is a beauty in knowing when to shut the fuck up. And that was one of the moments because you invited yourself into a narrative, into a space that didn't ask for your ass to be there. Nope. Not at all. And I just don't get, I still just don't understand. What was, what was the reason? Um, what was the reason? What was it? Also, I feel like it's very sick if you all have noticed all these grown-ass men coming for a 13-year-old child. Yeah. No, No matter how this child is living their life, owning their truth, walking in their purpose, their parents are the ones who have to atone and have to deal with this. You as a grown-ass man getting on social media attacking a child, a black child, do we not go through that from everybody else? Like, I forgot who said this. I, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I have to go to work, get caught, called out by these motherfuckers, be on the streets, get cussed out by this motherfucker, and I have to come home and get cussed out by your ass too? Ooh. Like, that is, that, that's the part that really bothers me the most, that grown-ass men are attacking a child in doing so consistently and not realizing that that's the issue here. Like, you can have your opinions, you can have your wayward ass, antiquated ass ways. Okay, cool, whatever. Not cool, but girl, that's between you and your God. But the fact that you're actually using that to attack a black child and not even thinking about uplifting, like, why is your first mode of, like, communication to attack them and not to uplift them and support them. Like if you want to, if you want to claim this identity, why, why is that bothersome to you? It's not like, it doesn't, it doesn't bother your money. It ain't fucking with your sleep. It ain't fucking with nothing that you got on going on in your house. So you out here going on this fucking tirade against this child. That's what that, that is disgusting to me. Like I'll never want to hear wipe me down ever again in my life. 
And I was an advocate for that damn song. I love the shoulder chest pants and shoes moment. But that man is dead to me. Dead. Fuck him. For real, for real. With a limp dick. An ugly limp dick. Listen, because it just it's just very disheartening that we as like we are already being attacked by so many outside forces. And like it goes back deeper to a whole mental brainwashing back and like it goes it goes deeper than what we're talking about right now, right? But it's just very disgusting and disheartening that we are sometimes our own worst enemies. Like you are attacking a child, your grown ass who ain't had a hit since you just walked on water. Is focused on a child. Your priorities all fucked up, sir. I'm sorry. We need to like reprioritize ourselves because you ain't had a hit in like. Listen, I'm sorry. I went on a rant. Been a long time. No, you need to go on that rant. People didn't need to hear that for real, for real. Like it's very, it's very, it's sad that we as a people are more concerned about people's sexuality and how they live their lives as opposed to how they are as people. Like, I don't give a fuck who, whose dick you suck or whose whatever pronouns you use. Are you a good human? Mm-hmm. Are you a good person? Do you like chicken? Like, these are, do you like dark liquor? Are you a Hennessy fanatic? Like, these are things that I care about as you as a human. I don't care who you have sex with. I don't care what pronouns you use. I don't care how you identify because that has nothing to do with me. I'm going to respect it because it's you and I'm going to call you by however you want to be addressed. But I'm not going to have an opinion on it because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter to me. Like, not that you don't matter as a person, your life doesn't have any value, but how you live that life ain't got shit to do with me. Are you happy? Are you good? Do you enjoy the chicken? (laughs) these are things that i care about i don't really i'm not the person that subscribes to the notion of like like i really hate the whole idea of coming out like i feel like that's also bullshit to me because no one is entitled to your sexuality no one should have to feel like they have to know who you are or who you're fucking like it's just all littered in bullshit so it's like, it's giving very, mind your damn business. Mind the business that pays you. I forgot what fucking prophet just said that. It might be in Leviticus somewhere, but mind the business that pays you is how I'm going to end this. Amen. A word. Hallelujah. And do you like chicken? <laughs> Honestly, because if you don't, are you really my people? Like, do I align myself with you? Like, our values don't align, right? Like, how, at my core, I am a chicken-eating bitch. <laughs> and my thing, and I don't know if either you are vegans, if you are, more power to you. But my my biggest thing, my biggest gripe with vegans is they always want to remind you that they are vegan. And I'm like, girl, I get it. You eat hopes and dreams. Go off. <laughs> and then, like, the biggest thing for them, like, I went to my friend's house one time, and they were like, oh, we're having a wing night. I was like, girl, okay, I love a good wing. I'm coming over. I'm turning up. Girl, I bit into that motherfucker and it was fucking cauliflower. I damn it. I left. I left. I was not, I felt disrespected. I felt like you did not value me. I felt lied to. I felt betrayed. I also had something to do, so I also came late, so I had to leave anyway. But the fact of the matter is I left because you lied to me and fed me cauliflower chicken, calling it fucking chicken. This is just cauliflower and barbecue sauce. Mm. 
Don't get me started in these liars and these these falsehood prophets. The Bible said prophets was going to come in many shapes and forms and falsehoods. Yeah. <laughs> that was in one of the marks. I think that was in one of the Psalms or the Proverbs. I'm not, girl, I'm not too clear. I'm very rusty in my Bible. <laughs> very rusty. Because we, you know, we are living the book of Revelations right now. We are in our end of days, child. I don't know what chapter we in. I'm just waiting for a plague of locusts because... At this point, 2020, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-mm, I ain't claiming that. Uh-huh. <laughs> claim- is, do you, girl, there's a whole new outbreak of Ebola in somewhere in this world right now. Each month is trying to... Out- My friend Tiffany Battle, love her, shout out to her. She said in like March, she was like, each month is about to out get on the next. And my God, we have killer bees. We have the Rona. We have a race war. We have Ebola coming back. Like, I'm listen, I don't know what July or August gonna give, but don't forget yeah. the uh, don't, don't forget the mutant rats. Oh, girl, Master Splinter is coming for your ass. Oh, yeah, it's, they're coming. We live in New York. Oh, it's, it's a wrap for the train for a while. The train is a wrap for a minute. I'm sorry. I and I, I actually miss riding the train, but right Ooh. now it's a wrap for her. Like, it's it's quiet for the train right now, it's real oh, quiet for her. I, I don't miss it, and I don't see myself on it in a very long time. But also, unfortunately, there have been a plague of locusts, too. Oh, has there? Yeah. Oh, really, girl? I guess I know my Bible better yeah. than I do. I told you, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are showing their ass right now. Like, them niggas out, out here trying to get employed of the month. Like, they are giving very war, famine, pestilence, strife, all yeah. the things. Listen, just stay prayed up because I'm I want to see y'all in heaven. I want to see y'all at the Whitney concert because I got tickets. Now, now Whitney. Girl, Whitney's in heaven. I don't care what nobody's saying. Whitney is in heaven right now. Yeah. Sitting yeah, next to Aretha. Because Aretha barely got in by the skin of her teeth, but she in there. <laughs> God God was rolling by all Aretha's life. Aretha was like, girl, I understand you sent me down there. I ain't even gonna hold you. God was like, you got a beautiful voice like an angel. I'm gonna put you through this one time. <laughs> I feel like Aretha got in heaven on like a probationary period and the 90 days were up and she made it through. And she, she an angel now. She a full-fledged angel now. I believe it. I'm done. Same for Prince. Prince got in a probationary period too. Like I feel like you get into heaven. Like I feel like it's a 90-day probationary period to show your ass and God will kick you out. Because my God is petty. I don't know about your Jesus, but my God is petty as hell. Based on 2020, he's definitely petty. I, I feel like 20, like, I, like, like, eternity is boring, right? It's very long. It's very drawn out. And I feel like they need to spice things up a little bit. Like, I feel like Earth wasn't given what they wanted to give. So they were like, oh, we're going to turn this shit up a notch. And I feel like whoever's writing the script for 2020, I want to go in that writer's room and be like, yo, um, I get it you really got this job and you want to, like, excel in it, <laughs> but, my God, can you please calm the fuck down? <laughs> like, girl. Like, we going through a pandemic, you starting a race war? Like, sis, you could have, like, picked, you could have gave the race war to 2021. You could not let it happen, period. I would have been okay with that. But you gave me a pandemic and some bullshit? Nah. It, 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 I feel like they. I, feel, I don't know if you saw those those TikTok videos of how they made like Haitians or how they made like Jamaicans with a little sprinkle of water. I feel like how they made 2020 was a sprinkle of bullshit, and it just like kept on pouring. 
I'm done. And that was 2020, because 2020, it started out real strong. And I, like I said, I still got hope. It did. But it, got, it has a lot of bullshit. Like March, not March, January, February, those were some great times. Yeah. Were they? Yes. I had a time in January. I was living my, I was living my best whole life in February. Like my 2020 theme was living fast and shaking ass. <laughs> that was my theme for 2020. Like we got to, I never forget this. We all, me and my group of friends, we got together at my friend Will's house and we all said what our 2020 theme was. And mine was living fast and shaking ass. And I was doing exactly that. <laughs> I was out here in these streets. Cause I, I was talking to my friend Tiffany again. And I was like, we all we go to is industry events. Like, so well, you know how it is. You get invited to this media shit. You, that's all you end up going to. And I wanted to go to like, different shit that's what i started to do and i was having fun i was meeting new people i was seeing new dicks i was going on different dates it was like a time and then the rona hit and now my theme is read the room (laughs) my new 2020 theme please read the fucking room i'm the read it went from living fast to shaking ass to read the room. Because people don't read the fucking room. Like, you be out here giving all these platitudes and all these things. And it's like, it's giving. Can you, can we just be silent? Shh, just read the room. Did y'all have 2020 themes? I didn't. No, one of my friends was telling me about that because she was saying that her 2020 theme was vulnerability. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I need to have a theme for 2020 or at least for 2021, at least, you know, just like, but I think, I think next year I'm going to do that. I actually like vulnerability. I feel like I've been working on that. Not my immune system though. No, 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 no. We need her to be guarded. Very much so. I'm going to say, yeah, but I would like, I'm going to go, I don't have, I didn't have one, but I'm going to add vulnerability, softness. I think I've been trying to embrace being softer and not being so hard all the time. Really? I would never give you that, though. You've always been like a ray of sunshine every time I've been around you. That's because you, that's because you know me as PR (laughs) support. Okay, fair. I also know you're irritated. Like, I've seen you irritated before. I've seen your eyes roll so far in the back of your head that I don't think they were coming back. Fair. Valid. Ro- rooted in truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I also think I also think you're softer than you realize, Savoy. Like, he's a sweetheart. Like, you've always been a sweetheart. I've never had an experience with you where it was like, mm, we don't we don't need to see him again. Okay. Well, I'll take it. That's very true. <laughs> I'm proud of we, I'm, we know, I think we're all more critical of ourselves than others are. So Fair. I think that's kind of my, I think that's what my 2020 is, is like, cause I'm always like, I'm always blaming myself for things. Like I'm like, I should be doing this. So, and I feel like with coronavirus, I was like, I literally can't blame myself for coronavirus. Like this is something that like, I had no like hand in at all. And so I think I'm learning not to be like so hard on myself and just let myself be a little bit more. What does that look like for you though? So what that looks like is if, for example, like I'm really hard on myself when it comes to like, I'm 
I'm always thinking like, oh, I need to like work out. I need to like make sure that I cook this. I need to make sure that I like wake up at a certain time. I can't be like, if I stay up all night, that's bad. I'm kind of like more so like, okay, like if I am, if I'm feeling like I don't want to like get out of bed today, that's okay. And I'm, I'm basically kind of more so like, instead of that critical voice of being like, see, you ain't shit. See, you always in the bed all day. See, you ain't doing nothing. It's more like, I understand why you're in the bed all day. This shit's hard and you're going to get out. Because I feel like a wise bottom once said, words mean things, right? That was my Angelou. She was a wise bottom in my life. (laughs) And I feel that how we talk to ourselves is very important Mm -hmm. because like the words that we use, they tend to live in our walls. They live in our houses. They start piercing our flesh and they start becoming truth and they aren't. So I feel like that's something I'm also learning as well is how to like talk to myself. Cause I'm very critical with my weight and like with my productivity and with like my career mm-hmm. and like, I would like talk myself like, oh, you're a failure. You're not doing this. You're not rising to your like best self. You're not working out. You ate this. Now you're this and like, it's all in like how you phrase things and frame things with yourself. Like for instance, like staying in bed, like sometimes you just need that rest and like telling yourself it's okay to like lean into this feeling, like lean into this rest. There's nothing wrong with that. So like, yeah, it's definitely about the words you use to talk to yourself. Right. Yep, so that's what I'm learning. Just be the bad bitch that the universe called you to be. Mm-hmm. A word. A word. So, as always, we close it with good bussy vibes, which is this one quote or something I've saw or usually on social media. Um, and this one is real simple and real short. It says, save some for yourself. And I think for me, once again, it says, save some for yourself. And I think basically kind of what everyone has said, just really kind of saving something for yourself and giving giving whatever you you give so much to others, giving it to yourself. So, yeah. I feel that. And then also, Bussy Hive, thank you so much. We, we see you all and y'all say how much you miss us. And thank you guys for, um, you know, the well wishes. I wasn't on the last uh, call. Um or in the last Zoom call or whatever, but on the last episode. So I appreciate y'all and uh, please make sure to do something like at least, you know, in the day that makes you feel some sort of joy because it's hard right now. Just remember that one thing that gives you joy, it could be, you know, doing your nails. It could be sleeping in a little bit longer. It could be taking a walk or whatever it is. Like just find some joy because you deserve it. And one thing that we cannot let happen is let these dumbass people steal our joy. A word, a word. So, Corey, what any final closing notes that you would like to leave the Bussy Hive with? Where can they find you? You know, do I have to do a quote? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just being silly. Okay, well, I, I can do a quote <laughs> if you want me to. Like, I can get spiritual and all biblical and shit. You, I mean, no, I was just being. No, you probably can you can say whatever you want, but from us, where can people find you? But also there are, is a closing. If there is a quote that you want to leave the world with, please, please do. Um, you can find me on the Instagrams, on the Twitters. Miss my name, Corey C-O-R-E-Y P Townsend, because professional and shit. Um, 
I'm a journalist. So our platform is Kinja. It's Kinja.com slash Corey P. Townsend. That's where all my interviews and articles are. And yeah, that's where I, that's where I live on the internet. And a quote. Um, you may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. And I want to like leave that because I started out with that to know that we are resilient people and no matter what we go through or what tumultuous ass situations may occur, we always come out on top because that's what we do. Because for us, excelling isn't just a mere act, but a habit. Mm. So we are people that continuously rise and continuously win. And the shit is hard. Like the Bible said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It ain't say the shit wasn't going to form. It said it wasn't going to prosper. And it never has. So we're going to make it through. Like that one man said, what was that? You know, these rappers, Kendrick. I think it was Kendrick. We're going to be all right. That was. It don't look like it, but we're going to be okay. And I wholeheartedly believe that. Amen. We, and if we're not, we're going to burn this shit down because we built it for free, so we might as well. Might as well. America was built on the back the backs of black people. Woo! Stay safe, y'all. And if y'all, oh, if y'all have been looting and you want to send us something, um, I would love anything from Gucci, MacBook, you know, you know, to no, lean no. in on that, I wear a small. Um, mm-hmm. My waist is a 30. When I'm not eating like shit, it's a 28. I wear a size 10. So if you ever feel the need to bequeath onto me something in that size range, and if it's not, an oversized situation works as well. I've never been one to block a blessing. So mm-hmm. if you feel the need to do that, I mean, who are me to deny it? I'm not going to snitch on you because that's not in my wheelhouse. Same. Wouldn't I do it? So if you want to gift either of us, Savoy, Amber, myself, anything during your hard-earned day of looting and pillaging, I mean, you know, we here. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Amber and I are present, okay. so. I, I will take it. I will take it for sure. I, I will not with y'all. I didn't say nothing about I will not with them. I was just, hold on now. Don't mix my words up. I said, not with y'all. I would just like a bag. A nice satchel, leather, please. Um, You know, mm-hmm. just a nice bag, you know. Ooh, I could do a cute messenger bag. Right, right. Just a nice Hermes, you know, Louis V. You know, I'm, I'm open. It would look real cute in my living room. Real cute. Because I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> amen. amen so as always Bussy Hive we would like to thank Corey for being on the show he was amazing 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 guest yay thank bottom. you all a thank you all no no a phenomenal bottom phenomenal, a phenomenal bottom. bottom phenomenally cause a saint is just a what okay amen hallelujah <laughs> 
<laughs> you can find me. You can also find me in the book of Leviticus. I reside there often. Clean <laughs> is just a bottom who fell down. And I'm an old test. I'm an old testament homosexual. I'm an old testament homosexual. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do y'all have me on the show? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, can y'all? <laughs> an old testament homosexual. Woo. Oh yeah, I'm an old school gay. I'm sorry. I'm not one of these new school gays. I'm not. I'm not there yet. Look, 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 we're all, we are changing. Life is a journey. Amen. Amen. Quickly, what's the difference between an old school and a new school gay? Um, see, if I tell you that, I'd have to kill you. And I really feel like you have a long life to live ahead of you. So I really don't want to put that on your spirit. But I would wrap it up as an Old Testament homosexual is a homosexual that is me and I am him. Um, we are one. So I would go off and say that. Yeah, final answer. Okay. Corey, the Old Testament homosexual. Because I feel if I give a definition, someone gonna be upset. And you know, that's between them and their God again. Okay. All right. But that is my that is my wheelhouse. That's where I reside. I'm an Exodus, Genesis, Leviticus, and Proverbs kind of bitch. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I ain't got there yet. I ain't got there yet. Um, <laughs> I haven't had that threesome yet. That, that ain't oh. been me yet. All right. As always, Bussy Hive, we <laughs> thank you. We love y'all. Corey, we thank you. We love you. Um, I love y'all too. This was you great. Had a threesome yet? Um, neither have I. So. Oh no, I, no, I've had a threesome. Just not with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> It's not like a twister. Yet either. I had a twister. I not Matthew, Mark, and John, but I have. So it was good, wasn't it? it was a time to be it alive. Was great. I feel like that's kind of all I want now. Um, but anyway, thank you so much, Corey. <laughs> Bussy Hive, you know where to find us. The boy, you know all the socials, right? Yes, and he prayed that. Huh? Prayed that on Twitter. And he prayed that on Instagram with a with an O instead of a zero, or with a zero instead of a O. And um, as always, you can find us on Apple, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Music Play. Goodbye. Bye, y'all. Love you. Stay safe. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>